0: This is the 12 Songs of Christmas. My name is Alex Rawls, and I write about music in New Orleans at MySpiltMilk.com. This is my podcast on Christmas music, and today's episode makes sense in my mind after last week's. Last week, I talked to Lafayette's Chaz Justice, who recorded an EP of Christmas classics translated into Cajun French. This week, I'm talking to Matt Munoz of East Bakersfield, California's Latin ska band, Mento Buru. In our conversation, we talk about how the band's career has largely existed on the West Coast. To me, the conversations make sense back-to-back because one of my fascinations is the way people want to hear Christmas music in the forms they love or that they want to locate those songs in their traditions. It's both a testament to the flexibility of the compositions, that they can be almost endlessly recontextualized, and to the power of the songs that people want to hear them in a variety of idioms. I also like putting these conversations together because I like the music on both these EPs and because I had a good time talking with Chaz last week and Matt this week. Before we get to Matt and Mentoburu though, let's hear from one more genre, funk and Earth, Wind and Fire. Earth, Wind and Fire have had a long and fascinating career. In 1971, a young Earth, Wind and Fire recorded the avant-funk jazz soundtrack to one of the first independent black films, Sweet Sweet Back's Badass Song. By 1973, though, you could hear the band's signature sound starting, and by 1975, they had become the band we know. In that year, they released That's the Way of the World, which had hits with the title track and Shining Star. And through 1979, they were musically bulletproof and subtly audacious. Maurice White folded elements of Afrofuturism into musically extravagant pop-friendly songs that they performed live with arena rock showmanship. Earthwind & Fire have remained musically solid and entertaining live, and even though they rarely have a cause to return to their free jazz roots, they can still get out if they need to, as they demonstrated when they brought out guest Kamasi Washington when they played the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival in 2019. In 2014, Earth, Wind & Fire cut their Christmas album titled Holiday. And part of the fun of it is the way they remake Christmas classics to sound like earth, wind, and fire. Sometimes the arrangements sound like they were cut and pasted, transposing parts of an older song into a new key and fitting them into a new place. That kind of familiarity is certainly present on Winter Wonderland.
1: Snow is glistening
0: Unsurprisingly, the album's entertaining. Not as spectacular as the band had been during its heyday, but its musical core, including bassist Verdine White, has remained intact, even after the death of his older brother, Maurice White, who was the band's musical architect. Holiday also includes two tracks that really sound familiar because they are. For the album, they retrofitted new lyrics to old arrangements, remaking Happy Feelings as Happy Seasons, And September as, obviously, December. Here are a few moments of December. Did dismiss these tracks as efforts to cash in, but really all Christmas releases are efforts to cash in. I have a hard time getting moralistic about the band remaking its own songs, particularly when both versions are so much fun. A year later, Sony Legacy released Earth, Wind and Fire, the classic Christmas album, as part of a series of Christmas compilations on some of their marquee artists. It includes all of Holiday and adds five stray tracks from Christmas Compilations, and one from an episode of the animated TV show, The Cleveland Show. For me, the only extra track that might make an argument for this version instead of Holiday is Gather Around from 2005, co-written by Maurice White, Philip Bailey, and producer David Foster. It's the only track here that delivers the exotic pop funk that is the band's sweet spot. The only other Maurice White co-write, One World, is soggy and joyless from all the kumbaya, including a child's chorus brought in to pave over the last flicker of lighthearted joy with well-meaning platitudes. Here's Gather Around to help you decide which one's for you. ¶¶ to Mento Buru. I talked with Matt Munoz and Mento Buru in the episode before Christmas when we talked about Augie Rios and the song he made famous, Donde Esta Santa Claus. I'll put a link to that in the show notes, but today we'll resume that conversation to cover some of his and his band's story, the recent EP, and the other Spanish-language Christmas classic, Feliz Navidad. Here's Matt Munoz on the 12 Songs of Christmas.
1: Jingle bell, jingle bell rock Jingle bell, swing and jingle bells ring wind and blowin'
2: up bushels of fun Now the jingle hop has begun Jingle bell, jingle bell It's like we want the same amount of, of uh, syllables as some of our favorite bands Oingo Boingo, Mento Buru, there you go, you know
0: <laughs> <laughs> So what is the short story version? Because, as I know, Mento Buru has been around since '92. Uh,
2: well, the short short story of the band is, you know, yeah, '92. You know, for years, uh, I'm originally from the city of McFarland, which is like about 24 miles uh, north. It's kind of like a very agricultural, small farming town. So I was the I was the kid with the with the big dreams, and so I was always going to Los Angeles, going to shows. I grew up in the '80s, grew up in all that, you know, wonderful two tone all the best of MTV, all that stuff, the punk, ska. And, you know, when Bakersfield music scene, when I had moved into town, uh, it was just kind of at this, you know, it was a little bit of everything, but there was a lot of cover R&B bands. There was a lot, of course, a lot of country, a lot of blues, but there was definitely no ska or reggae bands in, you know, the little farming town of Bakersfield, California. So it was just kind of one of those dreams I wanted to do. And little by little, uh, going to both the Bakersfield College, JC, being in the marching band, jazz band, all that band geek stuff, and over at the, being in the music program at Cal State University Bakersfield, getting our chops up, we decided, you know, I got together with some friends, and let's, let's try out a reggae band, and, uh, formed a band called Triple R Sounds, Roots Rock Reggae, and then, uh, A few months later, we became Mento Buru because we were looking at L.A. as kind of like uh, we were looking at it from the outside. But we were going to L.A., soaking up that real fertile underground ska punk scene that was going on. And, uh, you know, and here we are, you know, almost 30 years later. So we've we've got a really good run.
0: Am I correct in that you are primarily a California, primarily a regional act?
2: Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're definitely, you know, we're based out of right here in the Southern San Joaquin uh, Valley, you know, which it's, people still call it the central Valley. It's easier to describe it as the central Valley. And uh, yeah, we started out here. We, we would tour along the central coast, go to all the college towns, Santa Barbara, San Luis Obispo, all the breweries and do all the frat parties and do all that stuff. Anything that was associated with that kind of, Eclectic, hyperactive third wave ska movement of the of the early to the mid nineties. We were there, and we were just like the band from Bakersfield. Everybody else was from bigger cities than we were.
0: Right, right. I always think these bands, bands like yours, are such an important part of the American music story. I'm here in New Orleans, and there are so many bands that are so important to the sound of New Orleans. When their idea of touring is to is the Gulf coast essentially within a day's dri- a day or two, a day's drive. And yeah. that in realistically, I mean, the people have jobs, they've got gigs, they've got, you know, in many cases, there's a, number, a lot of people who play more than, you know, play in multiple, multiple bands or have multiple gigs in different, different configurations. That's this band. And so, and so <laughs> sure. touring is touring for them is a step backwards uh mm-hmm. fin- you know financially and and in most cases if they toured it wouldn't change things very much that they do a specific thing and it's like when you come to new orleans it's a thing that you want to hear and but it's a thing that doesn't always have context in other places and it can't and there comes a point where also you're old enough that the appeal of the appeal of grinding out four months in a van is uh just you know it's gone the romance is.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we well, we
2: we would always want a tour. I mean, we had those dreams of like we're gonna go on this tour and we're gonna you know get the van and we're gonna go cross country. But you know, the various ages and the and the the band members that came through through Mento Buru was it was it was tough because some of us were becoming either we were students, we were young fathers. Some of the guys were married, and when you have a band, if you're gonna have a a true kind of ska band, you got to have at least a minimum of seven to eight members. So just picture that, yeah. you know, right. that right there is the headache, the impossible dream. Oh, we're going to pack eight guys. You know, they're, they're going to have to tell their wives they're going to leave for two months to play ska, you know? Right. <laughs> so, you know, when I was, when I became the band leader, because I started out just in the horn section, I kind of, kind of jumped into the band leader situation. I kind of had to, you know, you have to be kind of like the HR person uh, of, of the band as well as be the front man, vocalist so you have to learn how to do those balances. and just keep everybody's morale like listen guys we're gonna have a good time you know it's it's not gonna be a whole lot of money a whole lot of money involved but if you guys love music or we're doing this, you know, I will book the shows as long as everybody is hundred percent on board. So you know the whole labor of love it this band is definitely
0: a labor of love. Well but the other and the other piece of that is that if you take eight pieces on the road mm-hmm. It's just financially almost impossible unless you're really making money, unless you're unless oh, you're absolutely. unless you're really getting attention. Whereas yeah. you know if you're you know you're staying local, you're not making big money, but you're not necessarily losing money. And yeah, uh, no. yeah, no, we, we wouldn't we weren't we wouldn't be losing money. Say for example, if we went
2: to like those really busy uh, college towns like San Luis Obispo or Santa Barbara, we could get three to four gigs over the weekend and we would make some really good bread. You know, we'd play like, the, we'd start like, for example, Thursday night, we'd go to San Luis Obispo. Cal Poly is in full college mode. They have this big farmer's market. We're playing at the slow, a uh, downtown slow brewery. And there's like, you know, 3,000 people on these farmer's markets. So, you know, we could, we were just an unknown band traveling from Bakersfield. And next thing you know, you know, there's a line down the block and we're actually getting enough money from the door because they would pay us. They would give us all the beer we wanted and feed us. And they would just say, OK, guys, we'll see you next time. And then we'd pack up our stuff and go to the next city. Then we'd go to Santa Barbara and then on our way back, we'd go to Ventura and then jump back on the 101 to the 99 back into the valley. You know? Right,
0: right. Well, that's great.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know. It's a, band, it's a story that tons of bands have out there, but, you know, we're really, it was a, it was a blast to do. I, I do it all over again. And we still try to do it when we can, but obviously not right now.
0: Sure, sure, yeah. Yeah, that's, I gotta say, since, you know, ska is ska is one, one form of music that I think really needs people. There are, <laughs> you know, there are some kinds of, some kind of music where you can listen to it with just 20 people and it's just fine. Yeah. Yeah, it's very hard to imagine ska with a, uh, a smaller socially distanced audience.
2: <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's, you
0: know, you have to have that whole thing. It's like, it's an extension,
2: you know, the, 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 the traditional ska skanking is kind of like a, an extension of that, uh, of the mosh, the punk rock mosh pit. You can't have a proper mosh pit without, you know, uh, contact. And it's the same thing. So that's why there's some, you know, so many punk and ska shows happen and, and all that stuff. But yeah, it's definitely a social event.
1: Chestnuts roasting on an open fire, Jack Frost nipping at your nose. carols being sung by a choir and folks dressed up like Eskimos, everybody knows a turkey and some mistletoe.
2: bakersfield uh well i grew Out up in mcfarland yeah grew up in mcfarland about 24 miles north you know a uh, real small town and bakersfield's you know tw- 22 miles uh, south so this was considered the big city <laughs> 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 i moved into bakersfield and just kind of i inserted myself into the social and music scene through you know meeting the guys in college you know because we were all just music geeks we'd sit there listening to music all the time and just kind of like the The classic music fan geek, you know, just loved it. Loved going to concerts.
0: What are your memories of Christmas music as a kid?
2: My most fondest memories, earliest memories of Christmas music is my mother had this album, which was the Ramsey Lewis Sounds of Christmas. And every Christmas Eve, (laughs) she put that record on and she must have bought it when it first came out. So by the time I was growing up, It had all the pops and the hisses. Uh, 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 And then you just hear that, that cool, you know, Ramsey Lewis, Sounds of Christmas, the volume one. And it would just play over and over and over. And uh, I loved it. That was just kind of like the record that would just go flip back and forth, back and forth,
0: you know. His version of Here Comes Santa Claus on that is just a knockout. That is like exactly what I want from Ramsey Lewis. Yeah. Oh yeah.
2: Yeah. What a, what a, uh, it's a classic album. I got to get another copy of it because I, there for a while, that, that record when my parents passed away, the the album would kind of travel from family, but I have five sisters and one brother and I'm the youngest. So that record would kind of travel. Someone would come over I'd go look for it this Christmas. Oh, it's gone. I'd have to call on my siblings. Oh, so-and-so has it. I'd have to wait (laughs) for it to come back. I said, I'm not going to buy another one. I want to hear that one. I want to hear all the pop's, and the skips in the exact places that I remember growing up. We're not going to fix them.
0: with a, a, a guy in a local indie rock band, Joe Adrania from a band called the Junior League. And he mm-hmm. was talking about, there was one album, and it was a compilation from Grant's department store in New Jersey. And that that record was the sound of, that was Christmas dinner. That at Christmas dinner yep. this record went on, you know, he knew, you know, and had like that kind of, that kind of like, I know where the skips are. It's like, I know every <laughs> song in the right sequence, and he at one point found a copy and he loved it but it wasn't his parents' copy and that when he finally got a chance yeah. he finally like boosted the parents version uh copy of the record cuz they you know it didn't mean as much to them as it did to him and uh yeah. so <laughs> it was uh so anyway so we've had that conversation a few times about how just a, yeah. how important not just that thing was to Christmas uh, but the how, how that specific object um.
2: yeah, yeah oh yeah it's and then we'd go to
0: midnight mass then we'd come back
2: and then it would you know we'd be up to like three four in the morning and then that record would just go on over and over and <laughs> over and <laughs> over again. <and laughs> you, <know, laughs> you know I loved it. Oh yeah, so many fun members and of course, but the things that I really liked about Christmas music after you know when I started getting older was I loved all the novelty songs. I love the Spike Jones, all the stuff that you grew up, all the Dr. Demento, you know, Cheech and Chong Santa Claus and his old lady, and uh, you know, all the Christmas music. I love it. You know, and that was kind of like the the whole thing with putting this record together.
3: Mama Mamá Cita, donde está Santa please? The vato with a bony knees, he coming down the street with no shoes on his feet, and he's going to, no, no, that ain't it. Ma, ma, donde esta Santa Claus, the guy with the hair on his jaws, he... nah. hey man, come over here, man, I need some help, man. Yeah, man, I can dig that. Like, uh, what are you doing, man? I'm trying to write a song about Santa Claus, man, but it's not coming out. About who, man? man? Uh, About Santa Claus, man. You know, Santa Claus, Oh, yeah, man. I played with those dudes, man. What? Yeah, last year at the Fillmore, man. Me and You're the bass playing? player sat in, man. Oh, hey, session, man. You think Santa Claus is a groove, huh? No, it's not a groove, man. Would they break up, man? Oh, no, man. It's one guy, man. You know, he had he had a red suit on, man, with black patent leather shoes. You know the guy, man? Oh yeah, he's with Motown, ain't he? No, man. Yeah, he's I played not... with that dude oh, too, man. No, yeah, he's man. a good singer, man. No, no, hold on, man. He's not with Motown, man. Well, then he's with Buddha, man. Oh, man, you don't know who Santa Claus is, man. Yeah, well, I'm not from here, man. Like, I'm from Pittsburgh, man. I don't know too many local dudes. Oh, I see. Well, hey, man, sit back and relax, and I'll tell you the story about Santa Claus, man. Listen, once upon a time, about mm, five years ago, there was this groovy dude, and his name was Santa Claus, you know? And he used to live over in the projects with his old lady. And they had a pretty good thing together because his old lady was really fine and, and she could cook and all that stuff like that. You know, like she made the best brownies in town, man. Oh, I could remember. Oh, I love the
2: man. silly. I I am, I'm a big fan of the silly. So if, it, if it's a silly song, I love it. You know, it, all, those, all those crazy comedy tunes.
0: What's your favorite? Or do you have a favorite?
2: Uh, a favorite Christmas song? No, favorite like, uh,
0: uh, novelty novelty Christmas. Oh, song.
2: favorite novelty. Well, I really like the Don't Santa Claus. You know the Augie, little Augie Rios. You know that became a favorite because you know here I am, a Latino over here in Southern California. I mean, in uh, Central California, and we, you know, we're so used to to hearing all the American jazz records and all that stuff, and you know we get to we get to hear a little something. I'm like, is that like is that like a is it Spike Jones impersonating a yeah, Latino nah. kid? Nah. You know, <laughs> you know, because he was known to impersonate everybody. I was like, no, it's actually like, you know, it's actually a little kid. So that'd be kind of a, can be a, kind of a little bit of a little mild obsession of what, what was this song? Where did this song come from? And who was
0: Augie Rios? On the EP, you finish with a with a song sung entirely in Spanish. Yeah. Where did mm-hmm. the, the all-Spanish lyric come from? That came
2: from, there's a Mexican comedian by the name of Chabelo. And he was really big. He's still around. I think he's like 81, 82. Um, and he would always show up on those Mexican ver- crazy Mexican variety shows on the weekends that my parents used to watch. And he's this guy. He's kind of he's not a dwarf, but he's just kind of like a just a really short little tiny Mexican man. <laughs> and he's a comedian. And he was known for doing these skits with a baby voice. And so he would come out dressed down like in like uh, like a school schoolboy outfit. Or you know, like a onesie um, pajamas around the holidays, and he had this real kind of like kitty <laughs> voice, and he was vamos hablar en español, you know, dónde está Santa Claus, and he did a version of it, and uh, and I was like, well, I think we should do it, but I want I need to make sure that the translation is correct. And I said, well, as long as I get his translation verbatim, I'm safe because if there's one thing about Latinos, when they hear something sung in Spanish. Is there's so many dialects you're bound to get picked apart so i was like well if you have a problem with my translation take it out with chavello he's still alive you can go argue with him <laughs> 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 work in the like the local music plus blockbuster music uh retail stores for years and there was that time period when there were a lot of those kind of uh hip-hop gangster rap christmas albums you know death row christmas the quad city djs um the luke uh skywalker luke two life crew <laughs> christmas <laughs> album you know um you know they were and they were out there it was around the time of the, the the time that the mariah carey album came out and just kind of wiped everybody out
0: you know yeah nah, <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> you know i forgot about the dr luke that's one i guess i have to look when i've got to look for that um yeah it's pretty I, good because then yeah. there was also the
2: la Face christmas which that was the records yeah and um one of my favorites which came out in the late 80s was the uh alexander o'neill my gift to you that uh, uh jimmy jam and terry lewis produced from the time, because and, and it was basically kind of like a 90s Nat King Cole remake record with kind of like some really good beats and stuff like that, but Alexander O'Neill was one of my favorite, uh, It still is one of my favorite singers from the 80s and the 90s.
0: So, I guess the other one that you had no choice is you had to do Feliz Navidad. Oh, of course. <laughs> of course, we had to. Yeah.
2: You know, and that one was tricky because we had to make sure that I had to do the research to see how many different versions had been re recorded and uh, and how would our stand out. And we're like, well, we're going to, we're obviously going to make it a ska version. And there had already been kind of like those kind of crazy cartoony ska versions. And, we're still going to have that energy, that kind of eclectic, silly ska side to it, because it is a Christmas song and there's only a few lyrics, but we got to make it hot. And so our saxophone player, Paul Perez, listened to multiple versions. And he said, well, I don't, I'm going to take the inspiration from the original Jose Feliciano. I'm going to apply it to the ska and we're going to try to make it our own as much as we possibly can. And and it worked, you know, it, it worked. It's, uh, you know, so we brought a lot of that third wave sound into it, and we didn't. We wanted to make it re-listenable. We didn't want it to be like, "Okay, I've heard Feliz Navidad for my one time of the year." We really wanted it to be heard on repeat
0: yeah.
3: <laughs> if we're gonna do it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I, I talked when I, I believe I mentioned earlier. I talked to Steve Berlin from Los Lobos about their yeah. Christmas record and that they included it, and to some extent, the same faced the same question. On one hand, how do you not do it? But it's been so done. What can you do that gives it, you know, make that makes it something you want to hear after the still want to hear after the first minute. And uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. So, uh, and I think in their case, and their album is
2: amazing. Their album, I love Los Lobos. We've we've got to open for them, and uh, you know, actually won a, a a writing my only big writing award. So I'm a part-time entertainment columnist. Uh, One of my first assignments was uh, interviewing Los Lobos. I interviewed uh, Louis Perez and I won a writing award for the Jose Marti writing award. And uh, I've just always loved Los Lobos. They can do no wrong. And definitely one of the things that we wanted to keep in mind when we did this was that we did not um, sound like we were, if we were going to pick some of the same songs that Los Lobos was doing, like Don't Santa Claus, Feliz Navidad that we were not going to listen to their record. We, when Paul, when we sent the scratch recordings of the Feliz Navidad rehearsals to Paul Perez, we told him to not, don't do too much research on any recent recordings of Feliz Navidad because we didn't want that to influence his new arrangements. So he just said, well, don't worry about that. I'm just gonna listen to the Jose Feliciano version and maybe one other one. And then I'm just, this is just gonna come out of my head. And so we were successful in that. So he kept the ska uh, because we laid the foundation. Paul is a little bit older. He's not, he's not like a big ska fan, but he's played a lot long enough with Mento Buru that he knew what was going to be needed to make the song effective and to still retain that charm. And like I said, to make it re-listenable. <laughs>
1: Feliz Navidad Feliz Navidad Feliz Navidad próspero año
0: Thanks to Matt for the time and the talk. You can find Mento Buru's East Bakersfield Christmas online pretty easily, but I'll put a link to it in the show notes in case you're struggling. If you haven't yet subscribed to 12 Songs, please do so wherever you get your podcasts, including Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and Pandora. If you're an Apple person, I won't be mad at a five-star review. Thanks, as always, to AF the Naysayer for the theme music, and thanks to you for listening. We'll wrap up today with one more from Earth, Wind, and Fire. This is their version of Sleigh Ride. Talk to you soon.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ow. Just hear those sleigh bells jingling, ting, ting, tingling, tingling.